0: Hello, hi! I'm Zanzi, and welcome back to the Health Boom Zanzi podcast. Proudly brought to you by Health Boom Zanzi. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is of limits. It's Men's Health Month, so for the last week in November we focus the discussion on prostate cancer, a subtle but formidable adversary which has quietly become one of the most common cancers among men in the nation. Joining the conversation, we have National Manager of the Cancer Organization, Lorraine Gavinder. Lorraine, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you so much for joining this conversation. We're ending off the month of November and we're going to shed some light on the topic, prostate cancer. So I think it's a very important topic, sometimes difficult
1: to get into, but thank you for joining the conversation. Thank you. I'm so grateful that the Cancer Association has an opportunity to talk on this topic.
0: Let's start at the beginning, Lorraine. Can you please just share a bit about your focus of work and your organization And then we'll kick off with the detail
1: after that. My name is Lorraine Govinder, as mentioned, and I'm the National Manager for Health Promotion at Cancer. So it's the Cancer Association of South Africa. My work in health promotion involves creating awareness around the risk reduction measures that are available to people to reduce the cancer risk. You know, you often hear people saying, OK, I heard about cancer, but what can I do so that I don't get cancer? However, we know that risk reduction is just not only about what you eat and how you exercise and going for screening, but cancer does have a genetic predisposition as well. So, family history does play a role. My work involves creating awareness around the top five cancers in our country. And I also work within the public private partnership. When we get grant funded opportunities, we work in underserviced communities, trying to create awareness, trying to create material. On these cancers and also having it translated into other languages. As you know, in our country, yeah. we have so many languages available. So, try to get funding to get that translated so that people at grassroots level can also understand what we are trying to say.
0: Definitely. And you know, what I'm hearing is really that distribution of knowledge and education that people
1: can be well informed and empowered. Definitely. You'll find that often with cancer, the disease, people often think it's something that will affect me later in life. Often what we don't realize is what we do now, the behaviors we put ourselves through and we indulge in right now may not have an impact on you right now. But later in life, that will definitely have an impact in your quality of life. So our challenge in our country is there isn't enough information at grassroots level for people to know. What they can do how can they reduce the cancer risk or even understanding cancer the disease itself we have a huge challenge and that is why we really value partnerships you know social media radio and print to come on board and partner with the cancer association so we can get those messages at grassroots level so that we can have a more informed community
0: lorraine just looking at the community or maybe just south africa as a whole What do the stats look like for men living with prostate cancer or that have prostate cancer?
1: Prostate cancer is the most common cancer affecting men in our country. According to the National Cancer Registry, this is a pathology based registry in our country. So it records all the cancers. When we have a biopsy and it's sent to the lab, the lab will then send that information. If cancer is picked up, it will send it to the National Cancer Registry for recording. Prostate cancer features among the top cancer among men, one in 20 men are affected by prostate cancer. If you listen to that stat, it's huge. It's quite intense. Yeah. So if you're in a room full of men and there's 20 men, one in that 20 men will be affected by prostate cancer. That number is staggering, actually. It is. And, and yeah. we, don't, we don't take this seriously, definitely.
0: Lorraine, if we have to talk about symptoms. You touched on it a bit earlier, you know, about how things that we might do in our earlier life, how it can affect us later on. What are the symptoms that we, that we need
1: to look at if we males have the condition of prostate cancer? Just to understand where the prostate is, so the prostate is a gland located just below the bladder. And the function of it is to provide nutrients to sperm that are part of the semen. So prostate cancer can be elusive, often manifesting without early noticeable signs or symptoms. Mm. Uh, But definitely later from speaking to people and research, the latest symptoms can include frequent passing of urine, especially at night, difficulty starting or stopping urination, weak or interrupted urinary stream. That means that, you know, men go to the toilet and they're trying to pass urine. It's not a constant flow. You know, you're not just able to pass urine freely stop and go situation. And then you also have painful or burning sensation during urination or ejaculation. Often people present with blood in the urine or semen and advanced cancer can cause deep pain in the lower back, hips or upper thighs. And the fact that most prostate cancers are slow growing, it puts the emphasis on important regular screening. So it's important for men to know that You often may not even present with your symptoms. Some Mm -hmm. of the men have said, I just had some pain or I found blood and I went to the doctor and now I found that I've got prostate cancer. So, you know, they don't always present with symptoms, but these are some of the symptoms that men have communicated to us.
0: Larry, the fact that you cannot detect it, does this sort of add to, I would say, the reasoning why people are not really educated on it, why people don't talk about it a lot. It's
1: quite a sensitive issue. As I mentioned to you, it affects the sperm and your semen. And we all know that sexual education is important. And our men out there, that is an important organ for them. Yes. Often when you have patients who have prostate cancer, they don't often come out openly. You know, men don't talk about it so easily because of the fear of someone thinking that they're less of a man, it's like with any cancer, but more especially with prostate cancer because it does affect ejaculation and it does have some changes in terms of sexual health. So this is why you know, people don't talk about it. In terms of cancer, age is a significant factor for prostate cancer and the risk of developing this cancer escalates with age. Now, research in South Africa recently has shown ethnicity is also a factor. Studies have shown that there's a higher susceptibility among men of color. This is quite recent research has come available. Research that was conducted in some of the provinces in our country has shown this. Now, in addition, a family history of the disease and genetic factors can increase the risk. So when we speak about lifestyle choices, We know that obesity, having a sedentary routine, meaning, you know, you're not exercising, you're yourself, smoking, also are risk factors that can contribute to the potential of getting prostate cancer. So although I mentioned prostate cancer affects people more in the older age group, we have also had cases of younger people, people younger than 40, having prostate cancer. So family history is so important and that is why we encourage men to talk about their cancers. We encourage women to talk about their cancers to their families because it's just not about, okay, so my father had prostate cancer, I may get prostate cancer. It could also be that my mom had breast cancer, I can get prostate cancer. Or my dad had prostate cancer and I may get breast cancer. So you are the risk. The genetic factors are so important and people don't talk about it. So having your family history talking about cancer is so important so that, you know, your generations to come will know about their predisposition to cancer. Definitely. And
0: Lorraine, I think just to add to that, I think when we start creating those, say, to talk about the history of our family and what's prevalent in terms of health, then we can access proper information and, you know, services that that can help
1: us treat whatever we might have. Definitely. So, you know, when you think about cancer, Dr. Google seems to be the first option. Um, So the Cancer Association, our website is quite interactive and it has a lot of information on the different cancers. Using reliable resources when you are trying to find information is definitely very important. And support, you know, you've you've touched on that now. Support is so important because at the Cancer Association, we also have a virtual male support group. So, you know, if you want to talk about it and you want to discuss it, you know, you have the opportunity to actually join that virtual support group to find out more and to share information. We really need, the great man theory is not going to work. You really need to come down and talk to people, offer support, Encourage people to go for screening. Tell people about the symptoms because, you know, prostate cancer is a highly treatable cancer. People should not be dying from prostate cancer. What I've mentioned earlier on, and you go to a clinic and you say, okay, I want to have my prostate cancer screening. This is not routinely available. So unlike a woman, you know, if we say, all right, we're worried about cervical cancer and we want to go and have what are the tests available, Women can easily go to a clinic, a primary healthcare clinic, and have the yeah. be done to pick up their risk for cervical cancer. So, unfortunately for men, this is not so. However, if you present with these symptoms and you do go to a primary healthcare clinic, it is important to know what your rights are and to say to them, you know, I want to have tests done. So, the PSA test, prostate specific antigen test, is available both in private. And the public sector. So it is a blood test. So they will draw blood from you and they will send it to the lab and it can pick up whether you have a risk for prostate cancer. So the PSA test, if it's showing a high figure, it may not necessarily tell you that you have prostate cancer. However, it could be an infection that could have a high, you know, show an increased amount of your PSA levels. However, when you do go and you have the test done and it comes back, the doctor will then do a rectal examination with you. It's called a DRE, which is a digital rectal examination. Yeah, Your anal passenger yeah. puts up the finger and check whether they can palpate the gland. Because usually, if there's problems and concerns, you will have an enlarged prostate gland. If this is so, you will then proceed to have some tests done, which is a biopsy of the prostate gland. And this is, you know, uh, taking tissue from your prostate gland, sending it to the lab to check whether you have prostate cancer. So the tests are quite easy, simple tests to be done, a little bit uncomfortable. And I think Uh, that adds
0: to the sensitivity of it.
1: Definitely. But we must remember a little bit of discomfort will help save your life and improve your quality of life long term. We must always think about the long term benefits. You know, should we go for the screening and the tests? Definitely.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, Lorraine. Just lastly, could there be a financial implication that can hinder the access of help when it comes to this condition?
1: So cancer, like any other condition, is often a debilitating condition. If you are accessing the public sector, are going to go to the primary health care clinic, you must tell them the symptoms you're presenting with we must be mindful that they have a huge workload as well at the primary health clinic. Uh, However, you as a person and an individual, you need to tell them, please, can I have these tests done? Please, I've heard about the PSA test. Can I have this done? I'm worried about my symptoms. You need to voice your concern and voice your need. It is your right to have screening done. In the private sector, there is routine PSA You know, that men can access if you are over the age of 45 and you have a family history of prostate cancer, you can have the routine PSA test done. Over the age of 50, you can also have a PSA test done. Medical aid does pay for this. When it comes to debilitating, and this is what I want to say to the employers of the people who are affected by prostate cancer, go and get the test done. When they go for treatment, you know, there's different levels, there's the procedure, the surgical operation, yeah. the chemo and radiation that they need to go through. Please allow them the time to go for these tests. It will all help with you getting your employer back, you know, fit and ready to work for you. Thank you for joining this week's episode
0: of the Health Firm Zanzi podcast. For more on our prostate cancer chat, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthwormzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076 132 0454. Yeah, we don't blue tech. So there you have it girls and guys, information is and will always be important when it comes to any condition. Make sure to do your regular testing and screenings. Until next time, keep well, stay healthy, signing out your girl Joe.